Hey, week 11. Can you believe that? The SIFT podcast, save it for the football podcast. In this case, we talked about week 10 and week 11, the Hale Murray and a bunch of other stuff. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the SIFT podcast, save it for the football podcast. Uh, I am joined as always by the mayor. Mayor, how are you? You know, I am doing pretty good, uh, Professor. It's a transition into the new job is going well so far. Uh, You know, a lot less stressful week to say the least, but that's a story for another podcast, which I am currently not a part of. But um, I'm pretty fired up today, and I get a I got a lot of um, random tidbits for you, so it should be a pretty interesting show. I agree. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. So um, uh, headlines from Week Ten before we get to Week Eleven. Uh, of course, the Hale Murray. Everybody's talking about that. Um, was a pretty incredible play that happens. It seems like every, I don't know, three to five years, we get something incredible like that. Uh, Hail Mary from 50 yards or, or whatever. And uh, I thought, I want to just wanted to start with this. I thought DeAndre Hopkins nickname was nuke, but now they're calling him hop. So did it change or uh, is it both or uh, does it matter? I guess we can just call him DeAndre uh, if we, if we don't know him that well. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that? <clears throat> um, I don't know what what he what his nickname is this week, but I mean, well deserving. You know, maybe he gets to nickname himself, even though usually that's not applicable. But that was um, that was one heck of a one heck of a football play, and you know, I think a lot of things went right on that play, and I think the defense was caught off guard. It wasn't. You know, when you wa- I watched the um, the old tw- twenty two cam basically on one of the ESPN networks when they were showing it, and you know, it's like they schemed them open and they they forgot to cover deep on the last play of the game, which is ridiculous because you know that's just I mean, more power to them. It was a great play, great throw, but that's you know kind of where I sit on that. Yeah, Calvin Johnson caught a, a Hail Mary almost exactly the same. I saw several people posting um, three defenders around him, and he just got to the highest point and caught the ball in the end zone on one of those Hail Marys. So almost an identical play. We've seen that play, but like I said, it's it's uh, few and far between, obviously. Uh, that was probably the best catch we've seen in three or four, maybe five years. Um all right, so uh, but here's what I take away from that. Uh, think about if that ball falls down. Um, we have a very different picture of perhaps the Bills and the Cardinals uh, going into the rest of the season. Um, now we just kind of think of the Arizona has won that game. They've beaten the Bills. The Bills uh, may be falling off a little bit defensively or whatever. Um the total narrative uh, switch. And I, I think we got to be careful with those. Uh, that one big play from Murray to Hopkins doesn't change the whole season. Um, it may in fact end up being part of the math in terms of the playoffs for both the NFC and the AFC, but 
right now it doesn't really change much. Um, the other one I wanted to talk about was the Saints. They were cruising along, looking like one of the best two or three teams, at least in the NFC. They lose Drew Brees. Uh, he may be gone for the season. Um, they are getting a second opinion on that, but he had um, very severe damage, and he is uh, 40 years old, I believe. Um, so uh, we may be seeing the Winston Saints. Uh, what do you think about the Saints without Drew Brees? Uh, you know, I mean, let, let's be honest. I mean, Winston didn't have a bad season last year. He th- just threw a lot of interceptions and, you know, he has, he had a receiving core that's probably better than the one in new Orleans right now. And he was pretty successful. So I, I think Sean Payton's going to put the best game plan together. You know, they got Atlanta coming up, so they may, um, they, they may have a little bit different game plan, maybe a little more Taysom Hill, and um, some Alvin Kamara coming up in this game, and you know you may hear that a little bit later in one of my one of my um, things for later on. But I, I think overall they're they're going to be okay. You know, I mean that defense is playing pretty good. They got a couple studs on that um in that linebacker core that you know that that play good defense, and I think they're going to be okay for the playoffs. But you know they then to just get to the playoffs and see see what you can do. Yeah, I just I, I kind of worry. I, I think Jameis Winston, uh, skill wise at this point in his career, you know, arm wise and all that, he has um, an advantage over Breeze. But I just wonder about, uh, you know, Breeze having so much experience being there in the playoffs, um, a Super Bowl winner, and you know, been to multiple NFC Championship games, and guided his team to the playoffs. You know, I just really wonder about the leadership. Uh, aspect of that I, but I suppose Breeze could be there you know as a leader but doesn't have to necessarily be uh, on the field um, but that actually transitions me to something so as far as at, well, so we're through through 10 weeks and um, I only think there's two crossoff teams in the entire NFC that we could say right now after week 10 these two teams are not making the playoffs. And I'm not even talking about the math necessarily, because I think they may actually even still be alive mathematically, but um, they're probably cross-offs. But I, I was just surprised at how, how few teams I felt like I could cross off in the NFC. Do you, do you have like a, a, a couple of teams that you think are just cross-offs in the NFC? I know I'm putting you on the spot, but we save it for the podcast. Um, you know, I think the Giants are definitely, I think they're out. You know, the it just I, I know they're close, but I, I don't think they have a really good chance. Um and you know, I think the Falcons are clearly, you know, not gonna do it this year. They're getting too far behind in the race, and I just don't think even if even if they did make a run, they just wouldn't be able to finish. Um and possibly the Lions, you know, but that's always that's every year or so. Um th- those would be my NFC teams at the moment. So I don't have – I have the Falcons, yes. Um, but I think you, you can't cross off anybody in the NFC East, uh, especially with the Cowboys in there. Um, I I don't know if I could cross off the Giants right now. I think and, – and the other thing is that as bad as things have gone for your Niners, you can't cross them off. They're only two games back. Uh, everybody else is tied uh, for first place in that division. So uh, – you know, as much as it's tempting to say with all the injuries and everything that's gone on with the Niners, uh, they're not out of it. And um, 
also, so the only only other team that I found that I thought was a cross off is uh, is an NFC South team. I have the Panthers as a cross off. I think the Falcons and Panthers, the Panthers losing this week and then losing that uh, heartbreaker Kansas City last week. Uh, they're they're maybe not mathematically eliminated, but you know the Bucks and Saints are probably making it from that division. I just don't see a third team coming from the NFC South, and so that I I felt like I could right off the Falcons and Panthers. Everybody else, I feel like, has some kind of path to getting to the playoffs, um, even if it's kind of slim. So I just thought that was interesting because when I looked at the AFC, I felt very strongly about six teams that we could cross off right now. Uh, None of these teams has more than two wins. The Jets, who have zero wins. The Jaguars have one win. Bengals... Uh, one win, Chargers, Broncos, Texans. I have all six of those teams crossed off. I don't think any of those six teams can make the playoffs, um, which, you know, we're, we're trimming that down a little bit, you know, with uh, uh, 10 teams left basically that can make the playoffs for those seven spots, so possibly eight. But uh, I just thought that was interesting because AFC just seems like uh, you've got teams you can cross off everywhere and the nfc just doesn't so what do you think about that what do you think about my cross-offs in the afc jets jags Bengals, chargers broncos texans anybody from that list have a shot at the playoffs? yeah no I, I think you're right and you know if san diego or i'm sorry los angeles chargers and denver broncos weren't in grouped in with kansas city they'd probably have still have a chance but with them being in that division it's going to be a wild card at best. So that that's just, you know, that means they need to get to realistically nine and seven or 10 and six at this point. So that's just going to be really tough to do with nine or nine games left. Um, but the, yeah. this does kind of tie into, I think there's two games that one of my SIF surprises for you. There's two games this weekend that I think could, seriously be playoff implication where it may come down to a tiebreaker and that would be the um, Ravens and the Titans game and then the Rams and the Bucks game. I think both these games could potentially knock somebody out of the playoffs or get somebody into the playoffs. Yeah, I 100% uh, agree. This is a turning point week for a lot of teams. Um, but I, And I think the AFC is, um, is much more uh, – hanging in the balance for a lot of these teams. I mean, the Patriots are on the edge. Um, and I think that the Titans are also on the edge now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, who, who pulls through and uh, if we can cross anybody off uh, next week. Um, all right. Anything else on the week before we get into pepper spray bandits, got hand player of the week, etc. cetera. Uh, no, let's go ahead. All right, so uh, my pepper spray bandits, I'm very tempted to, you know, no one will probably remember this even a few weeks from now, let alone in the future. But I do have to say, you got three defensive backs. They could all be pepper spray bandits this week. Micah Hyde, Jordan Jordan Poyer, Tredavious White. Those are my three uh, pepper spray bandit candidates. Um I know they were going up one of the uh, against one of the best uh, wide receivers in football, and it was a fluky play it, all around. But um, they were all around the ball. They just didn't get it away from DeAndre Hopkins. So I'm picking on those three uh, this week, even though those are guys that are known as good 
defenders. Um, they just were not all combined good enough to stop DeAndre Hopkins. Do you have any pepper spray bandit candidates? I mean, I, I do. And, you know, honestly, I wanted to do a throwback for this particular pepper spray bandit. And I wanted to reread my smoke alarm that I wrote for Bill O'Brien back in the preseason when we were previewing the AFC South. But, I mean, seriously, I think Bill O'Brien just proved this past weekend why he's not going to get a job. I mean, it, now, again, it could have been a fluky play, this or that or the other, but it, you're reminded – that just reminds you of what they gave up for what they got. And it's already why he's been fired and – you know, he gets my pepper spray bandit this week. Well, now it's been well documented. We talked about it at the beginning of the season, but do you remember exactly what the trade or at least the outlines of the trade was? I mean, DeAndre Howard. I do. I, I, okay. I do. Let's run that down. Let's run that down. I, I do, but if, if I'm correct, it was they gave away DeAndre Hopkins, and in return they received uh, David Johnson – and, or, mm-hmm. and a second-round draft pick. Yeah, David Johnson on the IR, I believe, at the moment, um, and but not really, uh, not really breaking through with the Texans anyway. But yeah, so uh, not not good compensation. Um, it, yeah, uh, you you we do save it for the podcast, but you did uh, message me that they should call him up and fire him again after watching DeAndre Hopkins in that game. And uh, I was honestly skeptical that um, DeAndre Hopkins would be this good with the Cardinals this quickly, but clearly um, it, it really didn't take any time for their, the, the chemistry to develop there in Arizona. What about a got ham player of the week to turn this into a positive? So, I mean, you know, my got ham player of the week goes out to DeAndre Hopkins and, and um, Kyler Murray because they, they had a great play, and Kyler Murray survived and ran around the field, you know, long enough to where DeAndre Hopkins could just get down the field. And it was really like a like a go route, and no one else was on the go. And I think that threw off, threw off the defense just enough that they weren't, you know, and turn, a broken play turned into, you know, a miraculous win. Yeah, there were a lot of defenders, and I, I, I called out the three guys that um, got posterized um, by, uh, by DeAndre Hopkins, but really there was a bunch of defenders not doing anything on that play um, in the secondary. Um, I guess they were the idea was they were positioning themselves in case there was some kind of lateral you know, craziness, but um, there was a lot of guys just kind of running around way way far away from the end zone um with no purpose so yeah the bills i mean you know it's easy to say with hindsight what the bills should have done on that play um and i'm not sure that anything could have really stopped that um with deandre hopkins getting that high point uh you know in the middle of three other defenders but all right i think those guys are deserving um but i do want to just reiterate my point at the top of the show uh you know, don't let that one play change the narrative. Arizona is is dangerous. They're good. Uh, the Bills, though, are also very good, and that one play didn't really change the uh, the entire league um, as much as everybody's making it out to be. So let's be cautious with that. All right. Anything else in the uh, Week Ten uh, NFL 
uh, segment you want to uh, talk about, or are you ready to move on? Um, yeah, I do have a quick um, surprise for you. So I conjured up a couple. If the trade week were extended for three more weeks, what um, or even at the end of this season, what trades that I think teams should absolutely make at the end of this season and or even mid season if they could. Uh, my first one would be, and crazy, the uh, Dallas Cowboys trade Dak Prescott for San Francisco's Jimmy Garoppolo. I think these two quarterbacks and those two offenses could thrive better than they do in the offense they're in, and I think both of them could have a pretty good, pretty good season next year if they were lined up with those teams. What do you think? So what you're saying. What you're saying is you would really like Dak Prescott to be the quarterback of your San Francisco 49ers. No, what I'm saying is with Kyle Shanahan's plug-and-play offense, that kind of, you know, where any anything can, anyone can really be running with the ball, that plays more to Dak's abilities than I think Jimmy G's. Jimmy G's got some great uh, scrambling ability, but he's, you know, he, he learned under Brady and learned under Belichick, which was never uh, – which was never a running, you know, running quarterback offense. So he, you know, he's pretty good in the pocket. And I think with all those receivers in Dallas, he could, he could do pretty well there too. Okay. What else? So I think um, the Dallas, or I'm sorry, not the Dallas, the Houston Texans, I think they're going to trade J.J. Watt and they're going to get, you know, possibly a first and second round pick for him maybe. And the two teams I see picking up J.J. Watt would be Miami or Atlanta. Um, I think Miami would be more apt to trying to throw a little more, at, you know, get, getting all the big talent in on their team while they can, while they got a young, hot quarterback. That's been the formula to win as of recent. You know, you spend on your defense while your quarterback is young and cheap, and you take that for the three- or four-year wave that it is. And I think – Miami will be in a good good position to do a lot of moves like that this coming season. Yeah, I I agree that I mean uh, the defense for Miami is already already pretty good, and uh, I think you know that's the where you add the you know the veteran who's maybe not at, at his prime anymore, but um, can still make plays, uh, especially when he's surrounded by a bunch of other good players. And like you said, young quarterback, um, you know, that, that, that actually makes total sense for Miami. Uh, although Atlanta could probably use all the help they can get. So I don't know uh, where they are in terms of, um, you know, what they want to draft. They have skill position players. Uh, I don't think Matt Ryan's going anywhere. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, they need a lot of defensive help. So, who knows? We'll see. That Those are a couple of good landing spots for J.J. Watt, though, for sure. You know, the only thing I, I don't – I think um, J.J. Watt would have, you know, may not want to go to Atlanta because, you know, he's not the – he wouldn't be the final piece to that team winning where he may be the final piece to the Miami winning, you know. So, I, yeah. I think he may not want to help Atlanta in terms of rebuild because Houston's kind of in that same spot, but – you know, you if you you know you don't have a no trade clause, you know you don't really have a say so in the matter. But I think uh, Miami is going to ha- you know have a lot to give next season. I uh, I kind of worry that uh, Deshaun Watson's prime is being wasted, and it looks like that's probably going to happen. The Houston Texans look like they're trying to sell off the team, 
not not only Bill O'Brien, but then uh, you know they since then you know Will Fuller was in talks to be traded at the deadline. Uh, I think this team is in a rebuild, and that's kind of uh, ridiculous with Deshaun Watson having to start all over again. But it is what it is. Uh, do you have any other uh, potential trades on the block? Do you think um, Do you think Deshaun Watson would be traded? I don't think the Houston Texans want to do that because that would be really starting from scratch. Uh, and I think it's hard to get yourself a, a franchise quarterback like Deshaun Watson. But, um, you know, it depends on if they're in a total rebuild mode um, and they're just going to tank it for a couple of years. Um, yeah, I mean, I, you know, why not throw throw Deshaun Watson out there? And uh, see what what kind of draft picks you can get, and see if you can just rebuild the franchise from the bottom up. And I don't know. I mean that that that's a possibility for sure. So are you going to say they're trying for Trevor right now? No, I don't think. For one thing, I don't think they have a shot. I think they're outside the top two, three, four teams. Um, you know, I think the Jets have have the inside track. Um, and I think, you know, Washington could be in the mix. They need a quarterback. Um, and, you know, maybe if Deshaun Watson goes to Washington, my prediction was that Aaron Rodgers would end up uh, a Washington football team player at some point. But um, we'll see how everything shakes out. I don't know. I wouldn't trade Deshaun Watson if he was part of my team. But we'll see how the Texans handle that. All right, let's go ahead and move on. We have fantasy stuff to talk about, and then, of course, the croutons later. So let's take a quick break and come right back. So for fantasy this week, it's a mixed bag for me. in the long-running league uh, that we have together, I got crushed like a bug. Um, I was absolutely stomped. I had four players, four starters on a bye, and then another one that was injured. It happens every – everybody has this week um, where you just – you don't have your team uh, uh, together with the buys coming and all that. Um, but uh, I wanted to say congrats to the mayor – for beating the number one team in the league. Yeah. Uh, with not a lot to play for, with not a lot to play for at this point, uh, you did beat the number one team in the league. Yeah, and, and I scored 90.12 points. <laughs> well, just and just it, for context. Okay. I just want to say, though, that uh, – so we had this other thing. So in my other long running league, I won by less than a point, which is always amazing when you when you win a game like that. And then in our league, we had we had one matchup that came down to five one hundredths of a point. Uh, one team won by five one hundredths of a point, which you don't really see that that often. Um, so I thought that was quite remarkable in our league. Um, it may decide uh, the playoffs too, so that was that was very interesting. Well, um, just remember that the yeah. game re- it really is a game of inches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a five one hundredths of a point would be uh, half a yard. Well, uh, yeah, that's eighteen inches. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, I did want to, before we get the da- daily lineups, uh, you said you have one that's a big winner, and I, I want to get to that. Um, but I did want to talk about the Pick'em League. I- I'm going to lump this in with fantasy this week. Um, so I was down one. Uh, there was one person uh, who uh, had uh, the lead, and I was tied with about five other people for second place going into Sunday night football. So my choices were I could pick Pats uh, to upset the Ravens, or I could uh, hang on to the Ravens and hope that the Bears beat the Vikings. I got to say, I never want to be in that position again, hoping that the Bears can beat anybody. Um, I definitely obviously should have picked the Pats. If I'd picked the Pats, uh, I actually probably would have won the week. If I'd stuck with the Vikings, um, the person who won the league, I think, had the Vikings-Bears game at 56 points. So I wouldn't have had to do much uh, if I just picked the Pats. It would have been uh, smooth sailing if I would have. But, you know, nobody knew there was going to be a monsoon, uh, apparently, in New England um, on that Sunday night. So uh made the wrong call. I uh, absolutely made the wrong call. Definitely don't but uh, – Put, put all your money on, or all your chips on the Bears at, at all, ever. Um, but I was a little heightened. I, I, I watched that Monday night football game, and I had picked 45. There was a chance still uh, if the Bears had won and the number was exactly 45 that I could have won. Uh, that did not happen. It was 19 to 13. Um, but when the Minnesota Vikings missed an extra point, I got a little bit excited because I thought, this could actually add up to 45 at some point, but it did not. So uh, lesson learned, um, don't ever hope the Bears will be your savior. Um, all right, so let's move on to daily lineups uh, in Yahoo, at le- or at least that's my daily lineup. What, uh, what did you have for uh, daily uh, fantasy this week? So I think I've got a – I made a small mistake while entering my second when I was going to enter this lineup. On DraftKings, this is my free lineup for Yahoo this week. And I'm telling you what, this is going to be a winning lineup. Um, at my starting quarterback, I'm going to go Taysom Hill. I think he's going to get just enough uh, action in this game. He may not be the starting quarterback, but I think he's going to get some um, touchdowns. So I think he's going to get some good points for um, fantasy purposes for his price. I'm going to go with the Miami defense. I'm going to spend the money. I think they're going to, that defense is getting better and better and they are going to absolutely have a field day this weekend. Like I think they're playing Denver. Yes, they are playing Denver. So I, I think they're going to have a good time against Denver. Josh Jacobs, the the running back from Las Vegas, Janu Smith, the tight end from Tennessee, Juju Juju from uh, Pittsburgh. I'm going to pick up um, Jacoby Myers from New England, Alvin Kamara from the Saints, of course, Devontae Parker from Miami, and I'm going to go with Boston Scott, the running back out of Philly, my flex position. That gets you. It's a pretty cheap in middle lineup. I think it is going to crush this weekend. Yeah, I I absolutely like that lineup. Um... I have some, I think some of the same players in my uh, daily lineup this week, but I wanted to go back to the bears for just a second. Cause I don't know who needs to hear this. Never pick the bears. Um, in a pick them league. Uh, I just want to throw this out there. This is a little bit of a surprise. Forgot about this. Um, 
Okay, so you obviously are going to know this number is low, but I want you to try to guess this number if you didn't see the stat. Maybe you did. Uh, how many points have the Chicago Bears scored in the third quarter this season? Oh, okay. So I'm going to make an educated guess on this because I was looking last week who scored the, scored the most points, who's given up the most points. And I think the Bears were at like 97 points for the season. So the number is going to be really low. I'm going to guess like six. Very, very close. I'm going to give it to you. It's seven. They have scored seven points in the third quarter uh, combined. Every third quarter of every week combined, uh, they have scored a total of seven points. So uh, just if anybody needed reassurance that the Bears – are not going to pull through uh, and probably one of those teams I should cross off in the NFC, but I can't mathematically do it. Uh, they're, they're very bad uh, offensively. All right. So my daily lineup, I'm going to run it through, uh, run through it really quick. Uh, I, I'm going to pick Lamar Jackson to bounce back this week. I got Kareem hunt for cheap because Nick Chubb is there, but Kareem hunts getting close to 50% of the work. Um, I've got Alvin Kamara. I think you're right about him. Um, you know, getting a lot of work with um, Jameis in their quarterback and possibly Taysom Hill a little bit. My my wide receivers are Keenan Allen, T. Higgins, and Jacoby Myers, who's getting a surprising amount of the uh, targets in New England. Uh, he was an undrafted uh, player, and he is clicking with Cam. And then I've got Mark Andrews stacking with Lamar Jackson. I think this is a bounce-back bounce week, like I said. My uh, flex is Jakeem Grant, who, who looks like he's got some chemistry with Tua down there in Miami. And lastly, the Cleveland defense. That is a defense that's picking up some steam at this point. And if they can run the ball, that's a, that's a dangerous combination. All right. Anything else in fantasy before we move on to our croutons from last week and this week? No, um, I, I think that's it there. Um, one question are you ready to move on? No, no, I'm ready for the question. That was the question. <laughs> All right, then, yes. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Domino's Pizza. Download the Domino's Pizza app today. Order curbside pickup or contactless delivery. Try our delicious handmade pan pizza with all of your favorite toppings or an order of stuffed cheesy bread, specialty chicken like the crispy bacon tomato or your favorite order of wings. Try your order on the Domino's Pizza Tracker. Get a notification when the delivery driver is two minutes away. Earn points with piece of the pie rewards and earn your way towards a free pizza. Download and place your order today. So uh, croutons, a uh, uh, happy crouton week for both of us. Uh, we both made uh, some additional croutons to add to our side salad. Uh, this segment brought to you by Caesars, the official partner of the NFL. Uh, the Caesar side salad croutons this week. Um, uh, you know, w- again, I think the looking back at last week's games, uh, the ones we liked. Uh, did pretty well. The ones that we, the one that we took together, uh, Miami, 
I had minus two. You saw it at uh, minus one and a half, and I had I saw it at minus two and a half. We just settled on two. It didn't matter. They won by a lot. So Miami seems like a good bet just about every week at this point until um, Vegas uh, adapts to this. Um, I also uh, won the San Francisco uh, at New Orleans under under 50. Uh, that one was, was successful. Minnesota, of course, we talked about this game a little bit before with the Bears not being able to do much. That was 19-13 to 13 on Monday Night Football, Minnesota easily covered the two and a half. The only losing uh, crouton bet I had this week was Jacksonville at Green Bay going over 52. Jacksonville, for some reason, came out uh, and played really well defensively. They were like the number one uh, fantasy defense this week uh, against Green Bay, in Green Bay. Uh, inexplicable, but uh, that was a losing uh, uh, wager. So I ended up uh, with 100 croutons, uh, in the in the plus column. So, uh, how was your week, Mayor? So my week was profitable for the finally. I um, you know, Thursday night I had to get that um, Tennessee game bet in pretty early. Took them minus one and a half and lost fifty croutons. Um, I thought plus ten in San Francisco was going to be too much for New Orleans. You know, even with the um, Drew Brees in the, not even playing the second half, they still didn't. Covered the ten or they cut ten points easily, and I lost fifty croutons. I had the confidence bet in Miami at the minus two croutons, like we talked about. I laid down a hundred, one hundred, and I also won in the Las Vegas minus four for the fifty crouton bet. Um, so I had a good week up to eleven hundred and fifty croutons, and you are currently up to thirteen hundred croutons. And I'm going to throw you my first bet. I'm going to stick with the hot hand in Miami. Minus three and a half traveling to Denver. I'm going to lay 100 croutons on that game. You have minus, you had Miami at minus three and a half. Yes. Uh, so I also have that. I have Miami minus three and a half for 50 croutons at Denver. You got to ride the hot hand. There's no question. Uh, Miami should easily be able to cover that. Um, and we'll see if, uh, Vegas, uh, adjusts this, uh, Miami winning streak and takes this uh, this crouton bounty away from us at some point, but I think that's a good bet. Um, my uh, next bet is Philadelphia at Cleveland, another under. I I like it. I like the under last week. San Francisco, New Orleans. I like Philadelphia at Cleveland, forty eight. I like the number under for fifty croutons. Cleveland's defense is good. Philadelphia's offense bad uh philadelphia's defense not terrible and cleveland's gonna want run or want to run the ball and i think this game's gonna be something like uh 21 to 10 or something like that and it will easily go under uh what's your other bet so i've got um i i i swear i saw this green bay plus one and a half and I just, you know, there's no way I can't take that bet over Indy. Um, and I'm going to lay 100 croutons on that bet. Uh, I think that's, you know, I, Vegas, it seems like they got that one wrong. Or maybe they know something I don't. But I'm going to jump on that bet all day long. Yeah, that, num- that, that, that number worried me. Um, I liked it. I stared at it for a long time. I thought about it. 
I think it's because the Indianapolis Colts have a pretty good defense and Green Bay just really struggled against Jacksonville. So I like that same game, but I like a different thing. I like the under 51 and a half. That seems like a lot of points in a game where, you know, Indianapolis isn't exactly a juggernaut. And if they're going to win that game, which I guess Vegas is saying they have a chance, uh, they're going to have to keep Green Bay to a low number. So I like the 51 and a half under uh, for 50 croutons. Okay, yeah, that's um, that's a good bet. So um, talking about an under over, and I've gone back and forth on this. And as I wrote it down, I'm thinking about it. And the Atlanta New Orleans 50 and a half, the over under. And I've gone back and forth, and I'm going to stick with the over at 50 croutons. I think this is going to be potential for being a, a really, you know, I think New Orleans can put up 30 points with with a clever offense, you know, not so clever offense against Atlanta. And their just defense is just not that good. And I think Atlanta might score a couple of points. So I think that 50 and a half is going to be safe to go over. Yeah, it definitely feels like um, 31-28 type of game. So absolutely, I think that's going to go over. My last bet is I don't think Kansas City loses to the Las Vegas Raiders twice this year. So I like them minus six and a half uh, for 50 croutons uh, at Las Vegas. It's going to be an exciting game, I think. But um, I think Kansas City can beat them. And I'm going to lay the six and a half. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good bet. And I'm going to make that my pick of the week for you. I think that's... Um... I think Kansas City is going to come ready to play, and they're they're going to absolutely take care of business. So for my last bet, I'm breaking my golden rule, but I, I needed a bet that seems like a sure thing, and I'm going to take Pittsburgh minus 10, 10 points uh, against Jacksonville. I think you know they're um, you know Pittsburgh is on a mission right now, and you know they're going to worry about today and not you know four weeks from today, and they're going to see what you know, and they're going to come to play football. Yeah, I looked at that one too. I it, it, it The problem is it just seems kind of too obvious. I know that's a big number for NFL teams, but I just, I didn't, I, I didn't feel comfortable. Uh, but I think you're probably, I mean, I would, if I had to take one or the other, I would definitely take the Steelers in that one. Um, so let's run down our bets. I've got uh, Miami minus three and a half. I know you've got that one as well. I've got Green Bay at Indianapolis, uh, 51 and a half, the under in that game. And I've got Philadelphia at Cleveland, 48 and the under. And then I've got Casey minus six and a half uh, at Las Vegas. Yeah, that's um, good good luck on that Kansas City bet. That's going to be your lock of the week for sure. Um, I've got Green Bay plus one and a half. I'm going to lay another 100 croutons on that. I'm trying to play catch up at this point to you. We're getting later in the season. I got to make a move to get that um, Tuscany dinner. Um, the Atlanta New Orleans over 50 and a half for 50 croutons. And then I'm going to take Pittsburgh minus 10 over Jacksonville for 50 croutons. So uh, I'm going to take your Atlanta New Orleans over as my favorite bet of yours. So uh, usually, uh, dear listener, uh, usually the ones that we both like are the ones that definitely come through. Um, nine times out of ten, that is how that works. Or 
ones that we both like, like Miami minus three and a half. That's also something you can count on. So uh, those are so, our – So we, we should just be careful because that, that sounds like a confidence pack thing not backed up by uh, mathematics at this point because – I distinctly remember us both liking Seattle at one point and them just crushing our dreams and losing croutons. Well, Mayor, I, that's why I said nine times out of ten. Um, it does happen that we're wrong. We're both wrong at the same time. But usually, uh, I, as I said, I, I will have to go back and look at the statistics and, and break all, everything down. And maybe we should do that next week uh, to sort of, uh, you know, you know, firm up these things for listeners. But um, I think that uh, usually, and, and and by usually I mean the majority, the vast majority of the time, uh, when we both like something, it usually comes through. So um, I, I, I don't have the stats. You're right. Uh, I don't have the stats uh, on my paper here. But I think that while we have had some misses, I think we're most mostly right. I agree with you there. So, um, so we are winning in the crouton department. So, I mean, even if it did um, come down to it, you know, we would be, um, you know, the the listener would be ahead regardless. Yeah. So I would, I would say uh, Miami minus three and a half is probably the safest. We both like that one, and it's probably going to come through. Um, if I had to take one of all of these that we've mentioned that one it would be my favorite but again i like the atlanta new orleans over as well and you like the kansas city minus six and a half which i like as well so those are the three um that we both like and uh that's the end of the uh the episode do you have anything to add on before we um send this off into the ether and have people uh you know put their croutons down you know, I think co- coming the next couple of weeks, we maybe we um, get a little more aggressive with our croutons, maybe kick it up a notch or two, and um, and see what happens. Really make it make a run for that um, run run for the money. Yeah, maybe a challenge of um, at least uh, two triple digit uh, crouton bets each week. So we each have to. Uh, we could do three, four, two bets, whatever, but we have to do at least two uh, 100 crouton bets. Would, does that sound spicy enough? Uh, I'm thinking maybe 33% of your winnings would have to be dedicated towards croutons in that week starting week. What it, we'll figure that part out. But yeah. Thir- yeah, because that'll be around three, three to 400 croutons would be where that number is probably going to be. And if you win more, you're going to you know, make it more exciting for our listeners too to see, you know, really kick it up a notch where there's a little bit of intensity where, you know, in in that got to pay the mortgage. So we got to kick up those crouton bets to make that happen. Yeah, we'll call that the spicy meatball. How about that? The spicy meatball uh, adding to the croutons. Yeah, and one of us may learn a very hard lesson by the end of the season why you should just um, – stick in the kiddie pool and not add in that spicy meatball, but <laughs> you know, good. So anyways, all right. Uh, well, I'm glad that you have uh, a success at your new employer and um, it's almost getting too cold out here for me to 
uh, podcast from the garage, uh, which is nice, actually, uh, for us. So for the mayor and myself, uh, I will uh, say have a good week, and we will talk to you next week, week 11 on week, and we will talk to you next week, week 11 on. So that's it. The week 11 SIFT football podcast is on the books. I hope you take advantage of the croutons. And I also hope you will take a listen to other SIFT podcasts. We have the SIFT movie podcast with Lil Tricky. So uh, I hope you would take a look at that. And we will all talk to you next week.